the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1220 KDOW is proud to present the podcast of Real Life Lending on Money 2.0. Now here's financial services expert Eric Elovsky-McKay. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric McKay here on AM 1220 KDOW. The show is real to, real, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we all called real life lending. This was my creation about four years ago because of my frustration about what's going on in my industry and just the lack of communication and the lack of truth. And uh, this is a place for you, the consumer to come get your questions answered, uh, by somebody like myself. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years, currently the Northern California area manager for Essex mortgage. And we've been in business about 29 years currently. We fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. does not make us a big box bank, but we're thankful for that every day. allows us to do things a little bit outside the box and allows us to think a little bit differently and have some portfolio products. And again, this is a place for all of you consumers out there to just come and get your questions answers. We have a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, our call-in number, if you want to call into the show today, it's 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. We have our website, reallifelending.com. That's reallifelending.com. And again, our call-in number is also our text line. If you're driving and you can't talk, give us a text at 925-203-5808. We took last week off. We've got some text questions and some emails to, to answer. But today's show is a little bit, um, we're going to have some fun. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. If you're in the middle of a purchase or refinance transaction, uh, give me a call. Uh, and you're not getting explained something, maybe something doesn't sound right. Um, you know, buying a home is an emotional thing. And questions come up, things get missed, and people, believe it or not, have selective hearing. So we'd love to help you. One of the things I offer all of our listeners is a free review. Send me your loan estimate that you've got out there, and we'll take a look at it. And one of two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to tell you it is market, and it's actually a good deal. And I'm probably going to pick up the phone and, and offer that loan officer a job. Or I'm going to tell you you can probably do a little bit better, and here's why. Uh, Essex Mortgage, we are a direct lender. We are the bank. We make all lending decisions in-house. And um, this is a place for you guys. So enjoy. Um, you know, one of the things I got really tired of, especially during the downturn, let's see, in my career I've been through three downturns, about how difficult it was to get a mortgage and how frustrating it was. And one of the things that um, that we like to talk about on this show is, is that, you know, everybody knows a realtor. This is California, right? You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a lender or a real estate agent. And sometimes because your hairdresser's brother almost closed three transactions in 1997, may not give you the best advice. So again, give us a call, 925-203-5808. Before we get into the show, we're going to have some fun about some of the misconceptions about buying real estate and getting back into the home market, uh, home ownership market. Uh, this is what we promote. This is what we're here for, whether it's your first uh, time home, your first primary residence, or your 20th investment property. This is a place to get your questions answered. Um, before we get into that, we know the Fed's going to meet tomorrow. Are they going to raise interest rates? 
you know, everybody that listens to the show knows how much I dislike talking about interest rates because that's not the factor about making money in real estate. However, uh, I think the Fed would be crazy to raise interest rates right now. Um, uh, it's just there's no economic conditions to raise rates. We are have no economic uh, news that, that would warrant that. The inflation rate was last reported at 0.9%, still far below the Fed's 2% annual target. Overall economic growth has slowed. Um, and the IMF cut the 2016 global expectation. And it's just the, the economy is definitely falling short of the Fed's growth expectations. I don't see anything happening until late this year, if ever. Uh, U.S. equity markets have recently uh, rallied only because of the central bank's intervention. Um, and, and, you know, listen, globally, we've got negative interest rates happening in Denmark, Switzerland, and Sweden. Um, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. I don't think Yellen's going to do it. Um, so let's take that off the table. We did see a little bit of a spike the last week or so in interest rates in anticipation of the Fed um, uh, speaking tomorrow. But... Um, I don't think it's happening. We're still average market rate on a conventional loan is still you know, high threes, three seven five, somewhere that depending on uh, your credit and your financial situation. Uh, government loans, Fannie, uh, I mean FHA, VA, probably low to mid threes depending on your financial situation. But what does that tell you? You know, we talk about it all the time, and I think next week we're going to do a historical interest rate. We haven't done that in a few months. Um, you know what I paid for my uh, interest rate? I paid for my first house. Uh, I think it was eleven percent. And I think it cost me two points to get there. Um, folks right now really don't understand what a great time it is to buy real estate. We've got uh, our market uh, within 5% of the highs, uh, and we've got interest rates at all-time lows. I think we're growing at a, a healthy pace. We're not seeing any type of spike or bubble as we've had, in, like, say, in 2013. I think this is the year prior election with all the craziness going on in the election. I know if, if anybody's listening or they're watching Trump or, or Clinton right now, um, you know, this is your chance. Nobody's going to make a move. The Fed's not going to do anything to jeopardize any internal uh, uh, administration. I think we're safe. But take advantage of it now. Think about it. I'm not saying interest rates are going to get to 10, 14, 11%. But how much less of a house could you buy in that market? Think about it. It's a different neighborhood. Heck, that might even be a different state in today's dollars. Uh, so it's a great time. But one of the things that I think is is good, and again, going on with our, our kind of theme of the show of what what some of the myths are about buying real estate and getting back to the market, one of the things that's a good thing is that um, our industry is, is doing better. And I think that's what really needs to be stressed and what this show is all about is that, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, consensus out there that and there's actually a server that I have on my desk and that it appears to be that that we're doing things right in the lending industry, which is is good to say um, in its fourth quarter annual mortgage services index. Uh, this is from uh, National Association of Realtors that 71 percent of respondents said rated their most recent home buying experience as either very good or excellent. Now, that's 10 percent increase over the last two years, despite TRID, all the new crazy rules that have come out, the the, the, the truth and lending rules and the. Uh, uh, everything that happened in October with TRID, that now a loan estimate goes out, the CD goes out, the closing disclosure goes out prior to you even getting sent loan docs to escrow, which is good because it prevents any surprises at close of escrow. But even with all the over-regulation, and you know, like I was sitting here tonight um, signing disclosures and 121 pages on an FHA disclosure package. That's ridiculous. I remember when it was under 20 pages. But it just shows to show you how regulated our industry is, whether that's a good or bad thing, because I take heat on both sides of it. 
it just tells you that we're in a good spot. And I think that buyers are more educated. They're educating themselves. And, um, and this study is actually finding that shows like this are doing good. Homeowners appear to be relying more on lenders for guidance and information. Twice as many consumers as in 2015 said their mortgage loan officer was the most valuable resource during the home buying process. Um, 34% had an excellent experience with their lender, up 28% from a year earlier. Uh, and more than half gave lender high remarks on responsiveness, honesty, accessibility, transparency. Now, that's a great thing. Um, and remember where our industry was in 2010 when Dodd-Frank came out. Everybody hated their lender. Um, and I think that kind of goes in step with what Essex Mortgage and myself and my career has really been about as an educator, not as a salesman of mortgages. But I am an educator. My job is to tell you what's possible given your financial st- uh, position at this moment in time and how to get to your goal. And I think that's great. And articles like this need to be brought up in the national media where things are might be slightly skewed still. All you're hearing about is the bad things lenders do. Um, buyers found out the most positive aspects of the whole home buying process was getting approved for a mortgage, finding a good real estate agent, and the right lender. We say it all the time on the show. This is all about the team that you have behind you. Now, with all that good information and all the ha- uh, how people are happy and, and our, you know the praise that we've given our industry, um, consumers still showed significant stress during the process. And we say that all the time on the show, whether it's a real estate agent I have as a guest or a caller from the show. Buying a home is an emotional, stressful process. And we understand that. Um, but and, and some lenders fall short on some things. So the top, some of the top three areas, uh, additional information online home buyers wanted to see, offering financing seminars or workshops, which, you know, fortunately we do here at Essex. I know you've uh, heard of us uh, announcing our home buyer events. Uh, and that's a good thing. And while well, two-thirds uh, millennials wanted more information online and resources, um, those of you uh, that have uh, seen the Super Bowl ads for, from a certain lender, one button hit, one button get mortgage. Trust me, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau came down hard on them the next day after the, after the Super Bowl. Nobody wants it to be that easy. Everybody wants it to be regulated. So there's kind of a fine line between technology and the good old-fashioned uh, sit across the kitchen table. I get that. Younger folks want to be able to do everything on their phone. But certain compliance pieces can't be done from mobile advice. It's just not allowed. Um, hey, you know what? On hold, we have Carmen Mishka. Carmen, welcome to the show. Welcome to Real Life Lending. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. Carmen, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Carmen Mixam. I am the broker, owner, and the founder of Dynamic Real Estate. And um, I've been doing this for 16 years, you know, working with investors, first-time buyers, sellers, and um, I really enjoy my job. Well, I know we've got a lot of investors listening, but, uh, you know, Carmen, uh, in the previous uh, segment, I was kind of talking about our industry and, and especially on the lending side of how consumers are getting uh, m- more comfortable and, and, and much happier with our process. And, and do you seeing the same thing in your business? Yes, I do, actually. Um, I think the fact that uh, buyers have access to Internet and to research tools um, is, is really great. The only uh, caveat to that is that they really have to understand what kind of information they're getting and what their sources are, you know. Absolutely. And that's why I 
I come in play and I'm very good about explaining the whole process because I don't want the first uh, time buyer to be frustrated or, or be stressed when buying their first home. I want to make it a happy and smooth process, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and we know that, you know, buyers are educating themselves, but sometimes they're looking up data on the internet. And I actually had a, this conversation earlier today that somebody was explaining to me what they thought the guidelines were. And they, I said, well, what page are you looking at? And I pulled up the page that they were looking at that they Googled and it was from 2011. And obviously things have oh. changed since then. So it's a, it's kind of a double edged sword. And that's why you really need a great team like uh, yourself and myself to actually get you to where your goal next goal is. I know Carmen, we've got uh, um, what what are you seeing in 2016? I mean, if you you and I work together, it's been a kind of a crazy year on my side. What are you seeing out there? Well, um, I think you know, for us here in Sacramento, we are seeing we continue to see a shortage of homes. Um, I talked to a seller just the other day. She was referred by a client, and she wants to wait till like um, September because she has plans for the summer. You know, um, and you know, buyers are very anxious to buy. Uh, they know this is a great uh, buyer's market, um, and it's it's just a matter of uh, getting really positioned well. It's about positioning, about proper right. preparation. You know, that prevents the the poor performance. You know. Absolutely. And hey, Carmen, we're coming up on our first break. Do you have a, a, some time to stay with us? And because I know that you've got some information for our investors that are listening out there. Yes. Do you have Do you have a second? All right, yes, great. Absolutely. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name's Eric McKay. Give us a call with your real estate or lending questions, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. We'll be right back after this. All right, folks, welcome back to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. Today we have Carmen Mishka on the line. She is the president and CEO broker of Dynamic Real Estate. Uh, Carmen, uh, before the break, we were kind of talking about where our industry is and, and how uh, important it is to be working with the right person and, and do all of your front-end work, getting pre-approved, speaking with an agent, know your budget, know what your payment comfort is. But, uh, you know, and 2016, I think, is our window. Wouldn't you agree? This is the great time for home buyers to get back into this market. I totally agree. You know, uh, I mean, people are having more stability in their jobs and, um the interest rates are still great. And then uh, I would also like to talk about the investors because we do have golden opportunities here where <clears throat> investors can really cash flow. Um, well, I know we've got a lot of them I listening. Have... Carmen, give us, give us some examples of what you're doing out there right now. Yes, yes. Um, I have two properties. Um, one is a short sale, um, and it is listed at 99000 It's two homes on one lot. Uh, one bedroom, one bath on each side. Uh, rent was like 500 on each side. Um, and the address is 440 Leach Avenue. Um, it's, so it's two homes on one lot, like a duplex type. Um, it's mm -hmm. a great investment, great opportunity. We are working with the bank to get the approval, you know, on the short sale. Um, and for calling me regarding this, is my phone number is 916 Three four two two four four six. Um, if any of these properties are not available, I have access to other ones that um, I can help the investors. And um, then I have another single-family property that's um, um, in the same neighborhood for a hundred and twenty thousand, a three-bedroom, two-bath. 
both of these properties need work. So, you know, having the cash ready is, is key because, um, like I said, they need a lot of work and uh, it would be hard to qualify for a loan on them. Sure. I mean, it's a great opportunity yeah. and, and cash flowing up in the Sacramento area is, is, is strong. We were number one in the nation the last uh, year in 2015 for single family rent increases. So, I mean, it's a great opportunity. We get Bay Area investors calling us every week for properties. We can't get enough of them. So uh, again, Carmen, how does somebody get a hold of you uh, if they yeah. want to reach you? Yes. So my cell phone is 916-342-2446. That's also my text. Or my um, email address is Mixa. M-I-C-S-A at yahoo.com. But, you know, call me on my cell phone, 342-2446, and I'm happy to, uh, you know, do all the legwork, give you all the information, and help you own a great investment property here in Sacramento. Carmen, any predictions for 2016? Well, we're going strong with about a 5 to 6% appreciation in value. And... Um, you know, I was talking to other agents and brokers and we're hoping, you know, that the summer and fall will be strong. Last year, we had a little bit of a slowdown in the fall, you know, um, but I think this year will be much stronger than uh, than last year. And that, you know, this this is our, our year to, you know, to do well and to be out there investing and, you know, buying the right property. Well, thanks, Carmen. Thanks for calling in, and you have a great evening, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's show. Have a great night. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great evening, too. Bye. All right. Carmen Mishka, owner and broker of Dynamic Real Estate. If you want to get a hold of Carmen, you can always go to our website, reallifelending.com, and, and we'll make sure we put in touch with her. Um, like I said, we've got a lot of calls from barrier investors uh, that duplex multi-units where we can get in the door. We actually got one from an investor listening to the show, hopefully tonight, uh, in contract, waiting for the appraisal approved. I think the purchase price is two fifty-five or two fifty, dollars and we're getting $1,900 a month in rent, and it's a slam dunk day one cash flow. And those are still out there, folks. You can make money in any real estate market. It's all about the team you work with. One of the things uh, we're going to have some fun with today, and I want to go through, I told you about how people are getting more comfortable and feeling more confident about a lending industry and getting back into the real estate market. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is some of the misconceptions about either lending, real estate, real estate agents, or why some of the hesitations people are waiting to get back in. Um, but before that, I want to make sure that everybody understands out there, one of the biggest things that's most important things to start is to find out, uh, talk to a lender, give me a call. Well, Essex Mortgage Offers is a fully underwritten pre-approval. That's not a prequal. It's a fully underwritten pre-approval. Within 24 hours of you getting me all of your information, that's just not me looking at it. That's a full underwriter going through your file, approving your file as if you were already in contract. We will issue you a certificate of approval along with a pre-approval letter that your agent can present to your seller when you make that offer. And that is basically a guarantee to close. Two things. One, it, it knows the seller that if he's doing a, his selling his home to buy his new house, he knows that his is going to close. It since it's, it's, it's much different than a prequal letter. It gives you maybe a benefit over somebody else, somebody others else's offer. And it also allows you to know exactly what your payment's going to be, exactly how much you're going to have to come in with at close of escrow. Any down payment assistance programs that, programs that you may qualify for, we've already done our due diligence on. It is a great way for you as a buyer to know 
exactly everything you're going to need to know when you make an offer on that house. And I think that's really important. One of the things that we offer all of our listeners uh, is that service free of charge. I'll drive to you. We'll sit across the kitchen table. Work with me directly. It's one of the things that is kind of unique about all of our listeners. Work with me directly. Give me a call at 925-203-5808. Same call-in number to the show. It just goes to my voicemail when we're done. 925-203-5808. And I think that's one of the great things, and I love listening. Best part of my job is meeting you folks out there. It lets me know that somebody is actually listening to these words that I say. All right, folks, we're coming up on our second break. Uh, Any questions, give us a call, 925-203-5808. You're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. We'll be right back after this. All right, here we are on Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to Real Life Lending. Uh, Any questions, concerns, real estate questions, lending questions, give us a call, 925-203-5808. Looks like we have a listener online, Shankar from San Jose. Hi, welcome to Real Life Lending. Hi. I like a question. Sure. And the question is, how do you make sure it's a positive cash investment? Does it does it positive cash flow? What? Yeah. How is the cash flow? Basically. Well, there's a couple ways to look at that. Uh, do you have a specific question? Are you talking about a specific property? Or, you know, mostly one of the things that people fail to understand is, okay, I buy a two hundred thousand dollar house. That's my investment. How much money am I making in rent? Well, that's not really the case. Your return on investment and, and you know, the way I evaluate a property is, is ROI, return on my investment. How many dollars am I putting into that, in, that property to purchase? So that would be my down payment, my closing costs. Uh, that's my initial investment, okay? Then I look at okay. my rents received. I back out I, my rents received over a 12-month period. I back out my loan, my, my mortgage payment, my insurance, my taxes, any repairs that I've made that year. And then... Any profit that I make that, I'll divide that by my initial investment, and that's how I'll get my rate of return. Um, now, depending on, on what you're buying, and, and I'd be happy to help specifically on a particular property after the show, but you know, what are you trying to do? Are you, are you, are you coming into some problems finding some cash flow properties? See, the question is, you know, so do you do you kind of like compare this with any other investment or just a simple, uh, uh, okay, at the end of the year you get so much of credit and that's it as with any investment it's all about performance Uh, it's it's all about performance so my my advice you know comparing it to maybe my stock fund it's a little bit different it's probably tax different it's probably looked at differently so that's that's something you would actually talk to your cpa about but you know a good rate of return i mean i remember back in the day where a good rate of return on a a rental property would be seven eight percent I've got clients buying multi-units that are seeing 17, 18% year one, putting 25% down. So again, comparing it to other investments, that's, that's where you're going to start banging your head against the wall because of the taxation issues and some of the other variables. You know, with real estate, it's a little bit different. You have to factor in a vacancy factor, you know, on rental property, you know, maybe 25% vacancy factor. Sometimes you'll get lucky. You'll have the same renter in there for five, six years. Um, I've got a property that I've, my room, I've got a tenant in there that's been there for 14 years. So does that oh, help? Okay. Yep. Thank you. Well, thank you for thank listening, you. Shankar. Again, anybody else out there have a question, give us a call. 925-203-5808. Again, 925-203-5808. That's also our text line. Um, looks like we had a text question come in during the break. Um, I'm a veteran. I've been turned down by my bank for a short sale a year and a half ago. Is that right? Um, good question. Um, depends. 
surprisingly, there is no seasoning meaning waiting period after a, a, a short sale for VA. Uh, one of the things that has to you have to reestablish credit. Your score has to be good, preferably no late payments, meaning that that short sale was probably done as a strategic short sale. I actually had a, a gentleman last year turned down by a uh, military federal credit union uh, just for that reason. We were able to pre-approve and we closed on this loan. I think 60 days after he freshly applied. So uh, there is no seasoning period set, but there would be, it's more compensating factors based on your whole financial and credit picture. Um, I hope that helps. Uh, good question. Keep them coming, 925-203-5808. This show is all about some of the misconceptions about why people may be waiting to buy get into the real estate market and buy their first home. Um, first one, common, to, um, to buy a home, I need uh, lots of money to put down. Absolutely not the case. Uh, doesn't mean when this gets back to a, um, a skin in the game question, which I think I'll hit after our break. I want to thank everybody for listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. Come visit me on my website, reallifelending.com. Shoot me an email. Give me some show topics. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back after this. All right. Welcome back, folks. I thank my producer for some great music. Thank you, Kevin. You're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. This show is all about you, the consumer. Give us a call. Give us a text with your real estate or lending questions, 925-203-5808. The theme of the show today is what are some of the misconceptions and mistakes or just hesitations that people have to get back in the market? And before the break, I was mentioning to buy a home needs lots of money to put down. Well, that's not really the case. You kind of get back to the well, everybody has to have skin in the game. There's that school of thought, but then there's also the school of thought. Well, look, you know, home ownership is quality. It's good. It's helping the uh, helping our economy. It's providing jobs, and you don't need a lot of money uh, to buy a home these days. And depending on how much of a home you want to buy, but uh, there are so many down payment assistance programs out there and grants. First of all, a regular Fannie and Freddie loan, conventional uh, loan, three percent is all you need down. Three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand dollar purchase, nine grand can always ask the seller to pay for closing costs. There's a lot of ways to structure a loan with a good agent. But we also at Essex Mortgage have a grant, uh, a grant program with no repayment, no recapture of funds, up to 5% of the loan amount. Let's think about that. I actually just closed one this week, $405,000 purchase price, almost a $20,000 grant. Again, that's no lien, no repayment, no recapture of funds behind our FHA loan. So covered the 3.5% down payment for FHA. Covered some closing costs. We got the seller to pay up the rest. Borrower put $1,500 in earnest money when he wrote the offer, deposited it with escrow. We closed last week. He got his $1,500 back, the, the only funds that he actually paid out of pocket to purchase his $405,000 home was a cost of an appraisal and his home inspections. Now, that's not for everybody. But if you have some financial um, uh, means, you can make the payment. You have decent credit, but you're just short on cash. Or there are several programs out there to help you. Now, if you're going to buy a, a jumbo property, a luxury property, and that's anything in our Barry area over $625,500, require at least 10% down, um, up to $5 million. Um, most jumbo loans require 20% down. We have kind of a unique portfolio product in that respect. So you don't need a lot of money to put down as far as down payment, um, which kind of leads me into the next uh, to misconception and myths about buying a home is that you only need your down payment. And that's just not the case. 
Uh, now, sometimes we can get to seller to pay, depending on the demographic and the, and the area you're looking in. Some of our more competitive areas in the Bay Area, maybe not going to play ball so much. But we are getting them done throughout California. Uh, buyer, The seller can actually credit on an FHA loan up to 6% of the sales price to help with closing costs. Uh, not going to need 6%, but that's just a way. But let's talk about closing costs. What are closing costs? Um, they're not, you're not, if you, as a buyer, you're not paying sales commission, you're not paying the agent anything. You're not paying Essex mortgage. Uh, you're paying, uh, when there's, I'm a bank employee, you're not paying any commissions uh, as you would a broker. Um, but you are paying title and escrow fees, banks processing and underwriting. You are paying, um, impounds, setting up your impound accounts for taxes and insurance, appraisals, inspections, all of these costs, say on a $500,000 purchase, can run $9,000 around. So these uh, these can add up. So the, the, the expense of buying a home is just not your down payment. Uh, and that's a good myth because some people think, well, I've got, I've got my money. But again, there may be programs out there to help you um, buy at this time. One of the other uh, misconceptions and myths about home ownership that you need perfect credit this is something we talk about a lot on the show, uh, and I'm kind of—I look at myself as an advocate. Um, I, I, and you guys may have listened; have been listening for the last three years. Is I've never had a credit repair person on my show. I don't—I don't personally think that they're going to help. Anything that they can do, you can do free of charge. They're just going to take your money. If it's a true, true derogatory, you owed the money, you missed the payment, you didn't make the payment, you wrecked the car and didn't fix it and gave it back. It's going to follow you. If it's a true debt, it's always going to come up, and it's going to come up at the worst time. I've actually been in transactions where folks have paid uh, credit repair companies to write letters, get it taken off, and then it'll show up again right before we fund the loan. That always happens. But let's talk about credit. Uh, I would say maybe 30% of the people that call me from the show or call me in, in, uh, from my other uh, lead sources is that referral base is that they can't buy today. And what we'll do is we'll work with you uh, to try to get your credit where it needs to go or where it needs to be to qualify for the program that you want to be in. Great example is I got a referral from somebody I used to know a long time ago, listener to the show. Um, His son couldn't buy. Score was too low. One of the things that I can do is I actually have a great relationship with Travis, you guys have made, we had him on the show a couple months ago. He he actually works for the company that most lenders pull credit from, a tri-merge credit report. And he can do a what-if simulator. I'll say, all right, <clears throat> hey, here's what I need to be at. This is the score I need to get to. How do I get there? He'll send back a report because obviously lenders move on mid-score, right? He'll send back a report to get our mid-score. All right, you got to pay this card down to a $10 balance. You've got to take care of this card, pay it down to this balance. And 99% of the time, if we do what he tells me to do on that scenario, we'll get the exact score we need. Sometimes it's po- Most of the times it's possible. Sometimes it's not. Uh, if we're trying to get to a 780 and you're currently at a 590 Sue, uh, it's going to take some work and maybe some time. But if we're 10, 20, 30, 40 points short, that's doable depending on credit card balances because so much of your credit score is really depending on uh, um, uh, available credit based on your balances. Um, and... You know, we can fund an FHA VA loan with a 600 FICO score. And that doesn't mean you need to be go out and buy a home if you have a 600 FICO score. But maybe you went through a tough time five years ago and you just didn't take the time to reestablish your credit. Maybe you didn't take the time to get those inaccurate things off your credit report. These are the things that a good lender can help you and take care of it and actually make a plan. That's what this is all about. Find out where our starting point is. Find out where we want to be. 
and actually make a plan to get there. So you don't need perfect credit. And that's one of the things that I think this is, is, is a big misconception, but don't be afraid. And, and again, one of the things I want to remind everybody out there is I've been looking at credit ports for 20 some odd years. Uh, it's like working with the mafia. You know, you, you know that they've got you, but they don't know how it works. They don't tell you what the algorithms are and your car loan pull is going to give you a different score as a mortgage pull. Um, so there's a lot of things to credit that I rely on an expert to do, and I think you should do the same. So it's a good question, and I don't think that should keep you from buying a home. Um, next misconception, need to find a home before talking with a bank or getting pre-approved. That's absolutely the wrong way to do it. You need to get fully underwritten, fully approved before you even start looking. And one of the reasons I think that's most important is because people tend to say, come to me, and well, how much can I qualify for? It's not the question you want to, I want to hear. I want to hear, well, this is what I want my payment to be. This is my comfort zone. How much will that buy me? Much better. And I think we'll continue this uh, after the break because I think payment comfort is the most important thing in a real estate purchase, whether it's uh, your first home or your second home or your, whether you're buying a $200,000 or a $2 million home, making sure that payment is comfortable for you. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220. My name is Eric McKay. Give us a call, 925-203-5808. We'll be right back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. I want to thank all of our listeners out there. You've kept me on the air for over three years. This is a place for you, the consumer, to give us a call, ask questions, and find out and learn about what is good for you and what not's good for you in our industry. I think that's the most important thing. I got, you know, I told you in, earlier in the show, I got, I started the show because of my frustration with the East Coast media and telling everybody how difficult it was to get in the, in the real estate, how difficult it was to get back into the market, qualify for a mortgage, and it's really not. And some of the misconceptions out there, that's what this show is all about today. Uh, well, I think one of the biggest misconceptions, we kind of talked about payment comfort earlier before the break on the last show, but um, to buy a home, it's not important to have a real estate agent. I really am strongly think that that's a great misconception and a myth because you need a team that's looking out for you that understands the rules, the disclosure rules, can identify problems with that property, make sure you get the right inspections. And some people, and we get asked this a lot because they think that using the listing agent, meaning that if you walk into a home and the person selling the home uh, is, is the only agent there and you don't have any representation. So most, a lot of people think that, Hey, I might have an inside track to the seller if I use their agent. Well, I always kind of remind everybody and I give use a good analogy. It's not mine. I've stole it from somebody else, but would you like to use the same attorney during a divorce as your wife? Um, where, and I'm not saying that loyalties may lie one way or the other, but Obviously, the listing agent's fiduciary is to their seller. Their job is to get them the most money for that house. Obviously, they have a fiduciary to you. But why not have your own representation and somebody looking out for your best interest? Um, and there's a lot of good agents out there, but that's a great way that I look at it is, is that I certainly want to use, wouldn't want, want to use the same divorce attorney as my wife. But I'll leave that up to you. Um, got a text question coming in, and this one is doesn't have a name on it. it says my lender has changed the closing disclosure twice already is that normal um that's a tough question a closing disclosure and, and this is all part of trid this is kind of what's come out last october where you know a lot of folks out there maybe remember the old days where they they got an estimate they went through the process by the time they got to the closing table to sign their final loan docs interest rate of change terms of change they got to come up with more money it's kind of eliminated all that 
The way the process works now is we're clear for docs. We send out the loan estimate. The loan estimate gets signed by the borrower. The borrower signs that, sends that back to the lender. The lender sends out an actual closing disclosure. And this all happens before loan docs get the title. They send the closing disclosure. That'll show your estimated cash to close, your payment, your rate. Nothing can change. Nothing Now, nothing normally can change from that closing, that CD. Uh, now, if something is a grossly mistake, it has to be redone and revised, and then there's a three-day wait period on that. So, again, what's nice, well, depending on if you're in a rush or not, is that now when you sign your CD, you can't sign your loan docs for three days after that. So it gives you a cooling off period that you fully understand. You've had three days to ask your loan officer exactly what those numbers are, making sure that you're comfortable, that that's what you're going to expect on your loan documents. After you sign that closing disclosure, then your loan docs can be sent to title, and they can't be signed for three business days after that. So uh, that's the process. It's rare to, to send multiple revised CDs out. Now, I don't know the circumstances behind it, but I'll tell you what um, – it doesn't give a name, but if you if you send that to me, if you go to reallifelending.com and, and go to my, find my email, send that over to me. I'd be happy to take a look and talk to you off air about it. But normally it's not normal, but there may be a good reason um, for it. Um, maybe something or maybe escrow changed some numbers or an inspection fee was left off. So, and at any time... Anytime there's any change to the closing disclosure, three-day wait period starts. That's the bad thing about the new TRID rules. Uh, good question. Um, ah, some other myths. Is my home always going to be worth more in the future? Well, the answer to that is quickly no. If you bought in 2010, you probably learned that the hard way. Uh, here's a good one. Here's a myth about uh, home buying process. Online home valuation estimates are accurate. We know that's not the case. Zillow has admitted itself, and some of the online uh, valuation tools have admitted a 30% swing one way or the other. 30% swing on a $500,000 house can be a major. So talk to a real estate agent. Have them comp out a property that you're looking to make an offer on, or maybe even the price range before you start looking. Um, you know, one of the things I want to I thank everybody for is listening to the show, but also I want to take some time to – we are expanding – uh, our team. And if you're a licensed NMLS loan officer in the Bay Area, I would love to meet you, buy you lunch, and kind of tell you about how you can become part of the show and how we can take your career to the next level by helping more folks. That's what this is all about, helping our community, helping our industry. Thank you, folks, for listening to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric McKay. I'll see you next week, 6 p.m. Tuesdays. Have a great week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.